Eagles Entertainment. Everything that moves, I don't care who it is. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right of the day, and this is another tough pill to swallow as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 506. At the top of today's show, we've got the postgame show where I chat with Marissa Pilla and Ike Reese as the Eagles lose their third straight game, fall to the record of 10-4 and after a 20-17 loss on the road to the Seattle Seahawks. Pivotal mistakes late in this game on both sides of the football. We're going to talk about it. This this show is going to lead all the way up to head coach Nick Sirianni's post-game press conference. So if you want to listen to Coach Sirianni talk about the game and what he saw uh, from watching the, film, the game on the sideline, if you want to listen to Jalen Hurts afterwards, we, caught, we heard from a couple of players as well, make sure you go and watch the post-game show in its entirety over on the Eagles' YouTube page. Uh, make sure, as always, to uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe right here to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast feed. That's the best way to throw us your support. That said, let's talk about this game. Marissa is going to lead us in. It's time now for the post-game show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Eagles post-game presented by Rico. I'm Marissa Pilla with Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. Week 15 is officially in the books, and the Eagles drop their third straight game, this time to the Seattle Seahawks. And this was a game where it looked like the Eagles had righted a lot of the wrongs that we had seen over the last two weeks. They started off this game really strong. Their first first uh, drive touchdown since week nine, their first halftime lead since week eight. But they couldn't put this game away. Where was the biggest breakdown? Well, I mean, there are going to be a lot of things that this team is going to go back and look over and realized they had opportunities to put this team away early in the game. You know, red zone opportunities that we didn't cash in on early in the game. And then late in the game defensively, seemingly having Seattle right where you want them at, third and long situations, not able to come up with big plays there, put them in a fourth and long situation and possibly win this game. You think of the four losses that they have this year. And for me, this is the one that probably hurts the most and is probably the most frustrating. Because Seattle clearly is not a better team than the Eagles from a talent standpoint. This is a game I thought the Eagles controlled for most of the night tonight. And to walk away without a victory, it leaves you with an empty feeling after this game. This is, this is a tough pill to swallow tonight. You know, three straight losses in a game that was almost a must win for the Eagles from the standpoint of getting things back on the right track and starting to get things looking in a positive direction as you head towards the end of this season and playoffs. You want to be playing your best football. This is one of those games where they made enough plays to win this game, but they didn't execute down the stretch to win this game. Yeah, honestly, a lot of the same things that have plagued the Eagles throughout the course of this streak, right, where they've lost now three in a row. Third down issues defensively, two third and ten conversions, for Seattle on that final drive, the game-winning drive, including the touchdown to Jackson Smith and Jigba to seal the victory for Seattle. And then you look at the inopportune turnovers on offense, two interceptions in the final three drives, the inability to be able to secure points on that final drive. The Eagles in field goal range, you know, on the the the, uh, the brink of field goal range there, you get one more completion and change, and you're, you're well within Jake Elliott's range. You had two timeouts left. The inability to be able to hold on to the football in crunch time ultimately cost this team a win. And I really felt 
on that final drive, even after Seattle scored. Once Jalen made that big run to sort of get him near midfield, I'm saying to myself, man, give Jake Elliott an opportunity. And the most clutch kicker in football outside of Justin Tucker, he's probably going to nail this field goal. Anything 55 yards or close to 60 yards, at least give him the opportunity. And that's a play where I know Jalen, when he looks back at this game, that's one he's going to want back. I don't mind the idea you want to be aggressive. Your players, you want them to want to make plays, but you want them to make smart decisions coming down the stretch, especially when you're talking about managing the game. And this is a situation where you didn't necessarily need a touchdown on this drive. You needed to get into field goal range. You had your timeouts. There was a chance there to make a play over the middle of the field to possibly make a play and get in the field goal range. Just a, a tough throw to make there with the safety help over the top. Give Seattle credit. Love came over, made a good play on a deep ball to A.J. Brown. But this is a game where the Eagles had multiple chances late in the game to win. Fran talked about the two interceptions. It was first and 10 when he made that throw to Quez Watkins. Yep. You know, seemingly the Eagles had control of the game at that time, moving the football and looked like they were going to go and get at least a go-ahead score, whether it was a field goal or another touchdown. You thought they were going to put points on the board there. First down, they go for the home run play. Doesn't work out in our favor. Turnovers will cost you, especially on the road. Those big turnovers on first downs where – We didn't need those air-out explosive plays because when the Eagles were successful early on in this game, it's because they were chipping away at Seattle's defense, making their defense stay on the field for elongated amounts of time. We saw their first couple drives took eight eight and a half minutes, eight minutes, 15 seconds, just keeping Seattle's defense there, chipping away, breaking up run plays to big uh, explosive plays. Uh, passes through the middle just for kind of dink and dunk kind of plays to switch things up. It seemed a little off character for how the game started to do those big air out plays on a first down when we didn't need to, knowing that if you just kept the ball going, if you kept just chipping away at the Seattle's defense, you could have just got time off the clock. You gave the ball up and then uh, Seattle did punt after that, but then they scored a touchdown in their ensuing possession. So it just got them more opportunities to get down the field. Yeah, and this is one of those collective efforts. When you look at the offense and the defense, obviously the offense needs to take better care of the football, turning it over with two opportunities to go down and potentially put points on the board, whether it was to extend the lead prior to Seattle getting the ball and retaking the lead. I mean, the Eagles were up 17 to 13 at this time and could have put points on the board, whether it was a field goal or another touchdown there. You had to turn over the attempt throw to Quez Watkins. And then the defense that had played well pretty much throughout the game, holding Seattle to 13 points, hadn't come up with a big turnover, but it made plays seemingly to get off the field at times that final drive, there were some plays in that final drive where you thought you had a chance to get your hands on the football. Bradbury almost had an interception there. DK was able to hold on to the ball. And you really saw Seattle and Drew Locke just chip away. And I'm saying to myself, as we're watching this unfold, I'm saying, well, if you're Seattle, you just want to take a couple deep shots down the field. You don't know if you're going to get a pass interference, yep. if it's any type of one-on-one situation, particularly with DK. You want to give him the opportunity to make a catch. And I thought, I don't know if it was Sydney or if it was Reed. I think it was Sydney. It was just a little bit late over on that throw Sydney, yeah. to uh, Jackson and Jigmu, uh, Smith, Smith and Jigmu. And I'm thinking Bradbury was expecting a little help over the top. But that's a play to me, friend. When you watch him come off the line, I got to get Bradbury coming out of his break, coming out of his back pedal a little sooner 
respecting the speed of Smith and Jigba, right? And because what happened is he ate up his cushion and then got on top of him, and Sidney wasn't able to get over on top in time to be able to break that pass up. Yeah, and that's the thing is that, you know, you point at that play, and that's a little bit different than the touchdown, and that's a little bit different right. than some of the other plays we saw because the Eagles gave up more third and long conversions in this game, some of them on scoring drives for Seattle, where, again, it's been a big issue over the course of this season, but especially over the last month, that inability to not just get off the field on third down, but on third and long. It's third and nine. It's third and ten. It's third and 12. We saw it again today, uh, a third and 12 that went for uh, 15 yards over the middle of the field to Smith and Jigba, who led the team in targets coming into this one. So, uh, for look, this loss is much different than the loss the, than the previous two against Dallas and San Francisco. This one probably hurts more, right? Especially, you know, yeah. those two, uh, you know, the, obviously Dallas was a little bit closer than what San Francisco was, but Dallas was able to jump out to that early lead. Marissa, you said it at the very top. The Eagles were able to jump out on the opening drive and get an early lead. They had the lead going into the locker room. They had the lead at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, they're leading, they have the ball in enemy territory. And that's the thing, on that first interception, the one that was intended for Quez Watkins, I understand it from the idea of, hey, you know what? We've got them on the ropes. This could be the the the, the, the end. Yeah, blow. this could be yeah. the knockout blow to get them on the ground and say, you know what? They're they're not coming back after this. Now, you want Quez Watkins to be able to fight through contact there. You can question whether or not a penalty flag should have been thrown. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you let those guys play and try and go out and make a football play. And, and Quez Watkins unable to do that in that situation. It ends up being an interception. For Jalen Hurts, but I think at the end of the day, uh, the Eagles just could not make enough plays against a good football team. I think we we had been quick to say, hey, you know what, Seattle, they're reeling four losses in the last four games. Three of those four losses came against the Eagles, the, the last two teams that beat the Eagles. They came against Dallas and two losses against San Francisco. So this was not a bad football team. This was a team that was in the postseason a year ago. They're fighting for their postseason lives right now, Seattle. They have to be feeling good. And the Eagles just, it's going to be a long flight home, certainly, uh, for this team. This is a tough, tough loss to swallow. I think this has to be, out of the three losses that they've just experienced, as you said, the hardest one because yeah. – for all intents and purposes, this is the one where the Eagles were heavily favored, knowing that what they had, the talent-wise they had. And in the last three performances, the Eagles have been held to less than 20 points in each game, where we saw them not blowing other teams out or racking up a ton of points, but to keep them in the teens scoring, it doesn't bode well. Knowing who we have coming up down the stretch, softer defenses, but do you have confidence that they can turn things on? I mean, it's still a division game against the Giants. Sure. I mean, you listen, you got to go out there and take care of your business. That's why the National Football League, any given Sunday, those yep. cliches really do apply weekly when you look at the Sunday slate or Monday slate as it'll be next week when the Eagles take on the Giants. And believe me, the Giants wouldn't love anything to do more than to sort of send the Eagles into the playoffs on a bad note and, and with, with a sour taste in the mouth. But the reason why, for me, this loss hurts more is because, for the most part, the Eagles controlled this game. Like, like we controlled this game. It felt like the Eagles were in complete control of this game. We, when they were up 10-0, even when Seattle came back and tied the game, I felt like the Eagles would still pull away from them. The problem was they didn't pull away from them. You know, they scored another touchdown on a Jalen Hurts uh, uh, rush into the end zone, the QB sneak. But it felt like it should have been more of a lead. And when you're on the road and a team is still hanging around within one possession, that's all it takes is one or two plays for the momentum to change. And we go back to that play, the first and 10, 
near midfield, just across midfield, and we decide to take the shot in the end zone to go for the knockout blow, and that's where Seattle regained life. That's when they said to themselves, hold on, we got a chance to win this game. Four-point game, we got the ball. Four-point game, and we got the ball now. We just stopped them from scoring. The momentum's on our side. And that's the, that's the, the dangerous part of not putting away a team when you're on the road. Because when you're at home, just like we have been at home at times, yep. when we've come back, when you're a team at home, that energy from your crowd is always infectious. And so that interception, that gave them new life. And Drew Locke didn't do anything special tonight. You know, he just – he didn't make any big mistakes in this game. That's, that's the biggest thing he did tonight was run their offense and not make any mistakes. Us giving them the ball back gave them life at the end. And I still thought we were going to win the game with just 20 seconds left to go, or at least I thought we would send it into overtime yep. uh, with, a, with, a, with a field goal opportunity with Jake with Jake Elliott. And to have that throw that ended the game, man, you just almost feel like we, we almost robbed ourselves of giving Jake Elliott the opportunity to do what we're accustomed to watching him do, which is be clutch late in the game. Yeah, and that's the thing is that the Eagles have won a handful of these games so far this season. But it's tough to live that way. It's yeah. tough to win every single one of these games that are going to go down to the wire. Those one-score games, a three-point win here or there. It's very difficult. And the Eagles have been on the right side of that ledger for the majority of the season. They have not lost a game that way uh, here this year. And, you know, sometimes the coin goes the other way. And that's exactly what happened for the Eagles in this one for a multitude of reasons, offensively and defensively, could not get it done uh, for all the reasons that we've already discussed. Yeah, heading into this game, Nick Sirianni had said that adversity can do two things. It can make you better uh, or it can break you. Where do they begin to get better from this adversity? I think there are some encouraging things there. I thought we ran the ball well tonight. You know, we showed a commitment to the run. 23 rushing attempts in the first half. And not to make any excuses, listen, QB1 wasn't feeling his best physically tonight, so we knew that going into the game that he would be a little off from a physical standpoint, as he was dealing with a sickness over the past couple of days. But he went out there, and I thought he showed a lot of energy. He made some plays with his legs in the first half that extended the drive. I love what I saw from a, from a play-calling standpoint. When you're on the road and you're trying to get positive plays, I thought we were able to commit to the run, and we stuck with it. They threw the ball when they needed to early in the game, right? So we were able to do that. And from a defensive standpoint, there were some positive things there. I know a lot of people will will harp on the final drive of the game that, that gave Seattle the um, the lead in the game uh, late 20 to 17. But I thought we did some good things. You know, we want that third down percentage to be a little bit better. Yep. But there were some times where we were able to get off the field on third down, holding Seattle to a field goal down in the red zone um, down there as yep. opposed to giving up a touchdown. So. I, I'm a, I don't want to sit here and act as if the Eagles played a great game to the point that there's a lot to build off of, but I also don't want to overreact and and come off as if they didn't do a lot of good things that you can build off from tonight. You know, you got three weeks left in this season where you're going up against teams, much like tonight, that you're going to be favored against, that you're a superior to their inferior talent, but you got to go out there and do it on the football field. This is one of those games where there will be certain players from this game that this will stick with mm -hmm. because there are individual plays that happen in the game when you realize when it's only a three-point game, 
they just have much, they carry much more weight when mistakes are made in the game. So as an individual, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and there's things that needs to be corrected. And hopefully that's corrected over the next three weeks because the Eagles still do have a good opportunity going into the postseason. You know, this is a tough loss. May hurt our chances as a number one overall seed in the conference, but they still could be at best a number two seed and, and do some good things. But we got to get the things that have been hurting us this year cleaned up. I know we've been saying it. Turnovers and getting off the field on third down and not getting enough turnovers. Those are things I think are the three biggest things that have been plaguing us all year long. That's the thing is we saw a couple of third down sacks uh, from the Eagles. That yep. has been an issue for them. They were last in the league in third down sacks. Coming into this game, they had a couple in the second half that were crucial. The one from Fletcher Cox uh, and from, uh, from Brandon Graham. They were able to get off the field in some of those key situations. Seattle overall, 6-14 on third down. Like You can live with that. But to have two of the – it would feel a lot better if they were 4 for 4. for, four for 14. Yeah. Because that, and then, obviously, uh, they do not convert on those plays late. But I think at the end of the day, uh, th- again, because it's not just one clean thing that you look at on those plays and all those third down snaps, that it is a multitude of issues, which means that everybody kind of has to look in the mirror. Everybody has to take accountability. Did I do enough to be able to hold up my end of the bargain in this game, in this situation, on that drive, on that play? And it's a, it's a long flight home. Uh, I mean, you could probably speak to it, that. Those are the questions everybody's going to be asking, hopefully themselves, uh, yeah. on that flight. Yeah, and believe me, as players, they have the technology nowadays that they get the film Watch and video right, <laughs> right immediately after the game. So players will be able to see these things themselves and have and will certainly have a better idea and understanding of where they need to make corrections and things they need to get better at. But this is one of those games that you know you got a big game coming up next Monday against a divisional opponent that you need to take, take care of business with. Right now the Eagles just need to get a win. Right, yep. it's three straight weeks off a team that had been riding high, had the best record in the league at ten and one, and have hit a rough patch. They really have over the last three weeks. You know, some of it is scheduling, some of it is quality of opponent, and then you get a game like tonight where you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, "This is a game that we let get away, that we sort of beat ourselves in." And so, but this is what this league is about, right? You got to be able to bounce back from losses like this and turn your season around. The Eagles still have a lot of football left to play. They're already in the postseason. Now it's a matter of what are you doing and how are you as a team playing going into the postseason. And that's what these next few weeks are going to be about. Sure, you want to get a win, but you also want to be playing good football going into the playoffs. Yeah, you mentioned the the San Francisco 49ers essentially having the one seed now coming out of this. They had a three-game losing streak earlier this season. Everybody not 100% throughout the course of that stretch. They were able to bounce back. So, the, the, you know, the, the things are not lost here for the Eagles. Dallas losing yesterday against Buffalo certainly does help them. Remember, when you go back to those tiebreakers, okay, uh, the Eagles and the, and the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to go be going like third or fourth on that list in terms of tiebreakers. And the most important things to look at now are the common opponents and the divisional record. Now, uh, the, the the Cowboys just lost to Seattle a couple of weeks ago. And so uh, the Eagles lose or the, the Cowboys just beat Seattle a couple of weeks ago. So the Eagles losing now to the Seahawks, that's going to hurt. But the Eagles can make that up in a couple of weeks. They play the Arizona Cardinals who beat the Dallas Cowboys earlier this year. So that's why these next few games 
they're pivotal, not only just for like morale and getting, you know, getting back on the horse now for the Eagles, but also in terms of the NFC East race. You want that divisional record, so those games against the Giants, who the Cowboys have already handled, but then also that game against the Cardinals. That is going to be pivotal because the Eagles, uh, you know, the, the, they've already beaten the Dallas Cowboys. That can pr help provide that tiebreaker over Dallas when it's all said and done, getting that win over Arizona. So when you look at the last three games for the Eagles, it's a 42-19 uh, to 19 loss against the Niners. Yep. 33 to 13 loss against the Cowboys and now a 20 to 17 loss against the Seattle Seahawks. Would you say there has been incremental growth and uh, betterment from this team over those games? Or would you say it's just different things that are plaguing this team at different times? Yeah, I think there's areas that you can find some growth. Um, you got young players that are getting a lot more playing time right now, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, right? In the secondary, you look at guys like Keely Ringo, Sidney Brown's playing a little bit more, so you're gaining experience there. But I think these three opponents, you know, they come at different times in the schedule. You know, that San Francisco game, to me, you're coming off a, an emotional high, big win against Buffalo. It's going to be difficult to get back up emotionally and be ready to play a team that's been on 10 days rest like the 49ers were. Then you look at the Cowboys game. They were playing their third straight home game there. Again, another team that's coming off 10 days rest. So you kind of catch the Eagles at a very vulnerable time, a very uh, vulnerable point in the schedule there. And with this, 40, uh, with this uh, Seahawks game tonight, this is the one that's a little more <laughs> baffling. Head scratching? Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little more baffling to me because – Seven days rest, well, eight days rest because it's a Monday night football game. They're playing with their backup quarterback. So this, uh, this wasn't one of those games where you faced a high-powered offense and you lost a shootout. So this is a game where I thought our offense struggled a little bit itself. And when you're going up against a defense like Seattle that gives up 24, 25 points a game, they're in the bottom third as a defense I wanted to see a little more out of our offense. I love the first drive of the game. I love the, the play calls, how we were able to march down the field. You know, you wonder if, because of Jalen's physical ability tonight, were they able to go to the passing game earlier in the game? You know, it seemed like later in the game, it felt like they had to go to the passing game, especially once Seattle had took the lead or what have you. But I thought earlier, for two and a half quarters at least, they were committed to running the football, and they stuck with it, and it was working for them tremendously. I thought the best game that I've seen DeAndre Swift have in a few weeks, so they were certainly committed to the run. Jalen being a part of the running game, you know, him being uh, under the weather coming into the game, he was certainly a, more of the running game tonight than I thought he would be, and he looked pretty good doing it. To me, it was more or less those critical decisions that were made when taking a shot, when being aggressive. And you never want to tell your quarterback or your players to not be aggressive, but you want them to be aggressive judiciously. You want them to know when it's time to be aggressive, when to take those chances versus understanding the circumstances and saying, you know what, I can methodically move this ball down the field too. To me, that's where the game sort of changed is when the late in the game where we went to being aggressive and we tried to take shots down the field and it led to two turnovers. Yeah, I mean, they had three scoring drives in this game and they, you had a 15-player to start things off, you had a 16-player, and then you had a 12-player. All three of those drives were sustained drives where you were able to convert 
third down multiple times. The run game was going. The Eagles had more yards rushing than passing in this game. They had more first downs rushing than passing in this game. And Jalen Hurts was a big part of that rushing attack. I believe he finished as the leading rusher on the night for, I believe, for both teams, to be honest. But I think when you look at, uh, you know, the passing game, Clearly, uh, look, the, it's going to come down to those interceptions. They, those, the two of those last three drives ending in Seattle's hands, uh, that's going to completely throw off. They, you look at all the, the win probability charts and all those things that are going to be going around on social media, the Eagles were ahead, 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 and then very late, obviously, uh, the game slips out of their fingers. And anytime there's a loss like this, the word accountability yeah. is going to be coming up a lot. And Fletcher Cox just spoke about accountability in the locker room. I mean, that's you know, things that we talk about, you know, uh, keeping them against the back line. And obviously, uh, you know, it's a defense. We didn't do a good enough job of, you know, uh, keeping them back there. You know, they made some plays, and uh, I mean, it was just it's one of them games. You know, it's, now it's three games in a row. Uh, so it's the same stuff. You know, uh, uh, we didn't close the game. We didn't do a good enough job on defense. Uh, obviously, we didn't do a good enough job on the t as a team. But I think the biggest thing is we have to focus on us and, uh, you know, stay together. Um, it's It's been a rough you know, three weeks uh, for this team. And, you know, just like, you know, all good teams, um, they face a little adversity no matter how good you, how good you are. And right now, we're, I feel like we're still a really good team and uh, we're facing a lot of adversity. So I think the biggest thing for us is uh, so what, now what, right? Uh, you know, it was one of them games where, you know, I felt like we, we should have finished, you know, as a defense. Um, and, you know, we, I want to be on the field in those, in those situations and close the game out for our team. But, you know, apparently they made a couple plays. Uh, they get paid too, so. You know, you know, we think we're running out of chances right now. I think we've got a couple more games left. You know, obviously we're in the playoffs, uh, but you know, we we're looking at the bigger picture. You know, I think now we got to focus on uh, being a better team on the road. You know, I don't think we played on we didn't play good the last two weeks. You know, we didn't close the game out. So, you know, as leader of this team, leader of this defense, you know, I just gotta, you know, keep pushing everybody, keep everybody positive. You know, not single anybody out. Uh, you know, keep everybody, you know, in, in, in a good in a good mood. You know, and in spiritual winning. So, you know, we get a chance to play a division opponent um, coming up. They know us. We know them. So we're going to line the football up and go play. That was Fletcher Cox talking about accountability that the team is going to have to have after dropping their third straight game. A big news for the Eagles on defense heading into tonight's game was Matt Patricia was going to be the defensive play caller in this one. What did you make of Matt Patricia on the sidelines? Well, from a schematic standpoint, you know, you have to go back and look at this game over to realize if there's anything drastically that's changed throughout the course of the year. So I can't sit here and tell you that I noticed anything from that standpoint. And when you're facing uh, a Seattle team that doesn't have their starting quarterback out there, you know, you have to weigh what you're seeing as success and improvement versus the caliber of competition you're going against. But Drew Locke is a professional quarterback. He's been in the league. He has some starts under his belt. I got to tell you, I like what I saw tonight. I do. I, I, th I thought there were times where there was some aggressive some aggressive play calling out there, and the guys played with a more spirited effort out there getting after the quarterback, coming up, making tackles, being physical. But you need, you need to see more than just a one-game sample size to realize how much of an impact Matt Patricia may or will make moving forward if they remain in the same capacities. Yeah, that's the thing is that there's only so much you can change over the course of one week from like a structure defense 
defensively or structure standpoint defensively. You know, the Eagles, uh, they came out, they played a decent amount of sub package, it looked like. We had, you know, that's something we had seen. Uh, they were playing a lot of man coverage, it seemed like, on third down. That's something that we had seen. So that's something I'll be interested to kind of go back and watch and chart what those numbers were. Uh, it seemed like maybe a little bit less uh, like stunting and things like that on third down. Uh, but again, that's something that going back and watching the film on Tuesday morning, I'll be excited to take a look at. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Like <clears throat> when you were playing, was there ever a moment that you can relate to what this team is going through right now, and and the experience that that kind of gave you? Well, I mean, listen, we there there were times where we lost, you know, a couple games in a row, and I love what I heard from Fletcher right there because that's what you need right now. You need that that veteran leadership to make sure no one's pushing the panic button and everybody realizes that their goals are still in front of them. So having great leadership on your team, you're going to go through rough patches, but I think the guys that are leading the squad and giving a great example makes it easier for your young players to fall in line. Great stuff there from Marissa and Ike. Thanks to both of them, and thanks to all of you out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our X's and O's content here with Eagles Entertainment. That being said, I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. For everybody here at the Novacare Complex, I am Fran Duffy. We will talk to you later this week.